The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast and show. If you're watching, it's Craig Cobb, your host. And uh, look, I've got a great guest with me today. Uh, this man has been around the crypto world for quite some time. He's still a very young fellow, has had a lot of success. I'm speaking with Garrett Jin, the CEO of BitForex, which is one of the top 10 exchanges right now with over 2 million users. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Craig, and really honored to be here. Thanks. Very humbling. Very nice fellow you are. Okay, let's get straight into this because, look, you have had a very significant rise, all right, to acquire that many accounts in a short period of time. Let's rewind back a little bit. What was the idea for BitForex, and when did you actually launch this platform? Yeah, BitForex was launched in early 2018, which was like one, one year ago. And it was really, I mean, I, I'm quite pleased with what we did last year. And of course, we have a long way to go, though. So initially, because I was, I was also a trader. And when I was in college, I trade a lot. Ah. I mean, IFX and commodities and stock index. Yeah. And when back in China, I was in 2014, I learned about cryptos and I joined the FUBI. We wanted another Chinese exchange. So it has been like uh, five years already. I bought my first Bitcoins, but of course I wish I could buy more. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And in 2018, and we believe we could establish something new and even something better. So that was the original idea because I think the crypto is not only like the exchange, what we are doing now, it can do lots of things because mm -hmm. it has gas liquidity from the traders all over the world. It's not like a very small market, like the Chinese stock market only open to Chinese people. And it's like the market to the world. And also we can have different things coming, coming into the market. So I think BitForex, we also have of course, you are professional traders, you know what Forex means. So I think we have a, a really, we are really ambitious, maybe, should say in this way. Yeah, I think we can do lots of things in the coming future. Yeah. Well, look, if we're going to talk about Forex, let, let's do some comparisons right here, right now, right? Okay, so yeah. foreign exchange, you're looking at about $5 trillion a day of money. Yeah. This, this is trade volume. This is not total market cap. This is actual trade volume and look the thing is with crypto assets is that we're now seeing some of these big uh, firms investment banks are yeah. getting involved in the derivative side of it the futures whatnot i still obviously got backed that i think they're sitting back on their haunches a little bit waiting for the market to progress because they need their corporate clientele and they don't want to do that in a falling market but we are progressing and i know i know what the markets are like as soon as they can see a buck they'll make it now from our point of view in our digital asset space with bitcoin and the various other asset classes the reason i'm focused here is because i can take less trades and make more money because of the volatility that is there. It's an absolutely phenomenal market. And what I do like, I mean, I'm to my right here, I'm looking at the platform itself. You guys list uh, a lot of different yeah. crosses and pairs. So 
from your point of view, being that you're only one year old and you have two million accounts, first question is, are you more, most of those accounts, are they more uh, Asia centric? Yeah, I mean, our user base, I mean, the biggest user group came from East Asia, including Korea, Japan, China, and yeah, I mean, it comes with like Russia, Vietnam, and yeah, now we have more like European, US users nowadays, but still like mainly in China. And also our reputation is uh, when I'm in Asia and I say, I might wear this t-shirt, Good Forex, and people say, oh, you're from Good Forex things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when I was in the, in the States and yeah, people try to be polite and <laughs> say, oh, Good Forex, are you a project or something? Yeah. Yeah, so I think our reputation is still at the moment is mainly in Asia, but we are willing to expand more to the world. Of course you are. Now, while we're on the topic of Asia, uh, recently the conversation about China banning mining has, has come out. Now, the crypto market just kind of goes, huh, whatever. Now, it's become somewhat of a separate article that they're coming out and saying, well, that just probably means that more people will buy it. Because whenever the government decides to shut down on something, they realize, well, it, it's probably good for us. Um, and it may actually help to stimulate more growth. Now, this sort of news event doesn't really affect the market anymore. What do you, did you have an, an opinion? Obviously, you're ingrained yeah. in, that, uh, in that client, in that marketplace. Yeah. What, what does it mean in your eyes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> first of all, I think the Bitcoin market is, is huge. And yeah, back in five years ago, maybe it's a market is, China was really important. And nowadays, I think we shouldn't really, I mean, I'm, I'm from China, but I, I think in the crypto world, we shouldn't take China as a really big factor about, about things. I mean, you look at the traders around the world, we have so many countries now adapting Bitcoins and more traders coming from all over the world. Yeah. I think firstly, China is not a, a single essential factor anymore. And secondly, I think, about government, that's what they are not really influential about in the crypto world. I don't think it's, it's huge. It's mainly about like people decide mentally what they want to, to buy more Bitcoins or not. But I just keep buying Bitcoins. <laughs> yeah. So look, um, with that in mind, I mean, this interview, for example, I know there's a, uh, a wall of a content wall yeah. in China. So let's say, obviously, we're doing this interview. Are you going to be able to show this in China? I don't really care. I think no problem. I'm doing cryptos already. Why do I care? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well then the answer is you'll throw the wall, you'll throw it out there and see what happens. Let's come back to a couple more things within the actual exchange. So like I said, again, I'm I'm looking at the platform here. You've got a a very large listing against Bitcoin, a very large listing against Ethereum and a very large listing against dollar tether. Now the way the platforms laid out is, is fairly similar to many that we are fairly used to. Um, Right now, there's no margin. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, at the moment, no. But it's coming very soon. In one month's time, we'll introduce perpetual contract, which is up to 100 times leverage. And secondly, it's like margin trading. So basically, you can borrow and lend. Yeah. Okay, so it's coming. And the reason I ask that is, as a trader myself, yeah. uh, who's been in markets for a very long time, very long time subject to my age, right? More than, well, yeah, more than half of my life I've been trading. Um, 
no, sorry, that's a lie. A third of my <laughs> life, more than more than one third of my life. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that young anymore. Um, I look at this, and you know, I know a lot of people in the space are a little bit nervous about leverage and the whole rekt wrecked whole thing on Bitmex yeah. and all that sort of thing comes to mind. I'm used to trading three to four hundred times leverage, um, but I'm used to doing that on foreign exchange uh, where there's a lot of liquidity. Now I'm very cautious uh, and in my teachings and the education, it's, it's about focusing on where the volume and volatility is. If there's enough volume, then I'll go to lower time frames and uh, I'll trade with margin. Some pairs I just won't trade with margin because it's just too thin uh, and the slippage is too great, therefore increasing the risk. One of the things that we don't have uh, across the board at this stage, and I think it's a real barrier to entry for a lot of traders, my friends included, is that there is no one really, you know, even you know, one of your competitors just took away what they did have. I don't know why. Where when I raise an order, let's say I have to go to a meeting and let's say I find a trade right now. I raise my entry. That's all I can currently do. I need to be able to manage my risk, especially on a margin trade, right? Mm. If there's leverage involved. I need to know that when that order goes in, the stop also goes in. And that needs to sit on your server. It can't sit on mine. It's got to sit on your server. And the second one entry gets put, I need to stop in to know that I can raise my order and I can walk away. Are you going to do that for us? Yes, I think we have lots of strategies coming out. I think about seven strategies, including like what you mentioned, lots of stop loss, Asperger, kind of different kinds of strategies, which will provide the best trading tools for, for our traders. Because one of the issues that I've seen across many exchanges, um, and, and, and don't take offense to this, is that a lot of the people that are building exchanges are opportunistic. They're entrepreneurs. They see the opportunity to create these tools within the space, but they're not traders themselves. And therefore, a lot of the functionality within a platform has just not, it's just not, it doesn't exist. Now, I, I'm a professional trader, and I'm one of the very few that are willing to put up with the crap that I've got to put up with. But don't forget, I'm able to watch these four screens most <laughs> of the day, all right? Most of the day. I've got a terminal at home as well. I'm able to watch it. I'm, look, I've got to run my business. I've got, I've got to do this sort of stuff as well. But I can more or less have at least one eyeball on the market most of the day. So if I get filled and alert goes off, I put my stop in. It's a pain. It's not very efficient. Um, However, I can still survive in this market because I'm available. Think about your average Joe who wants to trade, but they can't go ahead and use margin leverage products because they might be in a meeting. And now if they get filled and the market tanks, and let's be honest, if you're going to use margin in this market without a stop loss, you really are setting yourself up for failure. We need these products, man. We, yeah. we, we need these products. You need yeah. to buy them for us. Yeah. I know. I mean... One thing is that I was, remember I was a trader also, I think I started trade also almost a third of my life too. <laughs> not, not as much as you did, but I think I totally understand. And for us, I mean, we know what the, the traders need and I totally understand we need to provide a, at least uh, the trading tools for, for these traders to have these options to, to do these strategies. And I think just give us two months time, we'll have all those strategies online. And, I'll keep my word. Please check us in two months time. I'm going to hold you to that because the bottom line is this. If, if there's one sentence in my view that wraps up trading, it is yeah. trading is risk management. And right now, the tools out there do not allow us to do the single biggest thing that a trader needs to do. So let's continue yeah. down the pathway of, uh, of what's going on out there. We've, we've 
obviously had a lot of stories of uh, wash trading and whatnot. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's been a lot of that sort of stuff going on. And, you know, whether it's right or wrong or however it sits, I'm, I'm the guy who asks the questions. I'm not the guy who passes judgment. I mean, you've got 2 million users. That's a lot of yeah. users. Mm -hmm. How active are your users? Are they, are they able to provide you with that cross liquidity or, or are you needing to find it elsewhere? I mean, how are you managing each side of the trade to keep mm -hmm. people comfortable? Yeah, I mean, one thing, I mean, most of exchanges didn't know. I mean, I mean, the hardest part to run exchanges from zero to one, right? because there's like something called Marshall effect, which I think the, I'm, I, I know, I mean, the, for the traders, the number one thing they care is about the liquidity. Mm. I mean, if there's no liquidity, there's nothing they can do. They can't buy, they can't sell, they can't trade them more. So, I mean, initially they can't start, for example, even we have, even we have 2 million traders, right away they can't really trade heavily yeah. together suddenly all of a sudden because there needs to be market makers in the market so like to pro provide enough liquidity so for BitForex of course we work with the many liquidity providers and so that we we some provide like the API tools and all those things but they have different kind of pricing models they have different kind of arbitraging models so that's why there's good liquidity people, they want to um, buy or sell. I think they will have enough market types and liquidity to do that. Yeah, I think that's really important. So throughout 2000, I mean, effectively you started the business, what, early 2019, I'm oh, sorry, 2018, right? Yeah, before X, that's right. So there was still quite a bit of liquidity and, and, and quite a bit of interest back in, even though we, we pulled back, there was still a lot of excitement. Mm -hmm. Plus it was still sitting. I mean, we, we dropped to nine, we went back to 15 and a half. There was a lot going on. The space was still growing. It was still a lot of hype, excitement, all this sort of stuff going on because of the post 2017 run. Did you find that throughout the year, sort of post July, I guess, that the liquidity did start to dry up? Yeah. And, sorry. The volume, as far as trading volume on the platform. Trading volume, I, um, I mean that is that's true. I mean, of course, in the bear market, there was no some nothing comparable with the the bull market. For example, if you are having a profit, you like to go into your account to check it ten times a day, and but if you have like a fifty percent loss already, I mean, you just hold it or something. <laughs> yeah, but this is in the token trade market. But I think in the leverage market, the contract market is, is doing really well because people can short. Mm. And let's look at BitMax, let's look at OKI to have this trading vehicles. I mean, it is successfully in the bear market, I believe. And overall, I think, sure, I mean, the liquidity is coming down. And I think there's another incident was because of the, yeah, I don't know if I should mention it, but I think, I think it's something to do with BitPhoenix also. They choose to get their tether in a different way to, to trade in, in their exchange. I think it's brought uh, one of the big liquidity against you, against Bitcoin, against USDT. So I think this also brought some, some of the liquidity in the market. Yeah, I think the, the bull market recently, the, there is a really, really nice price. I mean, one day 20% in, increase in the price of Bitcoins. I think the market is back with lots of energies. 
I think there's definitely a lack of education around what can be. Throughout 2017, all these people coming out of the woodwork being yeah. experts in trading, saying buy it would go up. So they thought they were fantastic. Yeah. A lot of these people went very, very quiet throughout the fall. Now, as you say, in the next couple of months, you'll have marginal leverage products available, which gives us the ability to go short. Now, throughout 2018, towards my membership, there was uh, not too many times. As a matter of fact, we captured a short, whether it be on Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash, uh, across two of the biggest falls. Um, I'm very happy to have done that. And it's not because I'm a, I'm, I've got a, anything fantastic other than years and years of experience. You know, I, I don't have a problem with going short the market. I mean, I, I took a bath on many of my investments as well. You know, I, I got out on 12 and a half to 15 and a half, as I told you pre-interview, and got back, I started buying again at nine. Uh, and then I bought again at six and a half. And then I bought a bit more at three and a half. Um, so I, I, you know, I've taken a bit of a bath too. Let's be honest. That's my investment portfolio. But part of the thing is if you want to be a hodler and you don't want to exit your major bag that sit in your wallet, cold storage, whatnot, then it's pretty wise to have some money on the sideline to trade those margin products, learn to trade because you can short the market with leverage. And therefore, as your portfolio falls in value, your trading account grows in value. And therefore, whether you're banking dollars or sats or whatever currency you're in, you actually can help yourself to hedge. Now, it might only be three trades a year, but those three yeah. trades can save you because you're making money in one account while the other one's depleting in value. And trading is a skill. That is, it's, you're not born a trader. It took me a lot of years to become good at what I do. And it, now it's a little bit easier because I'm kind of fairly robotic with it. Um, I actually find trading quite boring. Um, <laughs> I've done it for such a long time that it's, it's, a, it's, it's something that I do. I do enjoy it. But uh, I certainly enjoy this stuff and learning more about blockchain and the space and whatnot a lot more than the trading side. And I'm, just, I'm always honest with that. It takes time. But anyone can learn if they have the right sort of set of rules in place. As far as your platform goes, I mean, when a lot of people don't understand how to use a platform properly. Therefore, they're not empowered, don't understand and won't place trades. What sort of a resource center have you guys got? Sorry, what was the last sentence? What sort of a resource center? Do you have a walkthrough? Do you have these sorts of things? Because if, if people are not uh, empowered, i.e. if they don't understand they won't pull the button unless the market's flying away and they're doing it purely yeah. on impulse. Yeah, I mean, actually at the mom at moments, we don't have like any, we didn't work with lots of like educational kind of channels, things to provide our traders, lots of things. I mean, in the market, you can see different exchanges have different strategy. And I mean, they will diverse more even in the next step. Um, for us, I mean, our direction will surely go into the more professional traders platform. And while other people, they are maybe towards like the support, like hodlers, <laughs> yeah, like those kind of exchanges. So for us, certainly we require lots of product and technology support and risk management, yeah, different expertise like this. And at the same time, I mean, for our users, I mean, in the next step, we surely can introduce them to like a more professional educational courses like from you and to to teach them, I mean, different strategies. And I think I totally agree that trading is so hard, but definitely worth of trying and learn because it's more about knowing themselves and keep breaking the, the walls and yeah, I mean, it's, it's like get to win the game. I get to win the your, against yourself even. I think yeah. it's lots of 
kind of successful feeling out, out of it, not only like earning money, but I think making profit is good. I'm happy too. But <laughs> I think I'm, I'm also happy with the, the, what trading can brought to us. Well, the thing is, is it, it's very hard to bake a chocolate cake if you don't have a recipe and you've never baked one before. And that's what trading is. You come with the recipe, you've got half a bloody chance. Garrett, it's been a fantastic pleasure actually speaking with you through the platform. I'm very excited to hear about the progression into the margin and the, le uh, the leverage side of your platform. I actually quite like the, the layout. Um, I, I'll be honest, I haven't used a platform before, but uh, I, I like the listings. I like what you've got there. And I'll certainly be looking into it, especially when that margin stuff comes in, because I am looking for uh, more beyond Bitcoin, uh, you know, the certain yeah, you'll need competitors that you have. I won't say the names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but also to have that sort of order system will make a very big impact uh, on what you're doing. So got, where, where can we hear more? Or where, where can we find out more about the project and the exchange and whatnot? Yeah, I mean, we are, for us, we have different things announcing very quickly. Uh, like, like you mentioned about the, the margin trading and the leverage contract and different strategies coming out. And I think in, in one month time, we have this half of these products online and two to three months, we have almost everything you would be able to, to use. I mean, the next step. And um, for us, I mean, we are looking forward to, to provide all the trading vehicles to, to our traders in the market. And what's the website? Where do we find out more? Oh, sure. Bitforex.com, which is B-I-T-F-O-R-E-X.com. B-I-T-F-O-R-E-X.com. Um, -E All right. Yeah. Beautiful. Lots of different things to look at there. And again, I, I want to revise and do a bit of revision through it, look through it some more and uh, continue the conversation post this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Garrett Jin of Bitforex, the CEO. Thank you so much for your time today, mate. Thank you, Craig. Thank you. Good Ladies and you. gentlemen, have a wonderful day. Speak to you again very soon. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.